Praise the Lord and welcome to Sheer Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, inviting you to spend the next 15 minutes with us as my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, continues teaching the series on Heavenly Authority. Last time we left off with Balaam's third prophecy and the blessing of Israel. We pick up today in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, with Balaam speaking to Balak, the king of Moab. Verse 14, And now indeed I am going to my people. So he's going to go back. Come, I will advise you what this people will do to your people in the latter days. So we have here uh, a fourth prophecy from the mouth of Balaam. And he seems to be affected by the experience. I can't do more and I'm going to go back. And it almost sounds like he's made the right choice. And here's the fourth prophecy. So he took up his oracle and said, his oracle, his proverb, the utterance of Balaam, the son of Beor, and the utterance of the man whose eyes are opened, the utterance of him who hears the words of God. What a privilege he has as a prophet to hear the words of God. And has the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel. And batter the brow of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Tumoth, or all the sons of Sheth. And Edom shall be a possession, Seir also his enemies shall be a possession, while Israel does valiantly, out of Jacob one shall have dominion and destroy the remains of the city. And if you know anything about prophecy, you know this is one of the earliest prophecies of Messiah. I see him, but not now. He's not here yet. I behold him, but not near. It's going to be a while. But a star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. And that speaks of the Messiah. And these beautiful words of prophecy given by the Holy Spirit about Messiah Jesus comes out of the mouth of this very confused man named Balaam. He goes on to give oracles or proverbs about Amulek and about the Kenites. And then you read down in Numbers chapter 24, verse 25. So Balaam rose and departed and returned to his place. Balak also went his way. So there's a parting of the way and Balaam, it would seem, goes home. But that's not all we know about Balaam from the scriptures. In Numbers chapter 25, right after this we read, Now Israel remained in Acacia Grove, and the people began to commit holotry with the women of Moab. They invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, 
and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord Yahweh was aroused against Israel. So right after this section about Balaam, we read how as the Israelites are staying in this area, they're enticed by the Moabite women into immorality and into harlotry that leads them then to bow down to the false gods, to bow down to Baal, to bow down to Satan. And as a result, the anger of the Lord is upon them, and there's a plague among the people of Israel. If you look at verse 9, it says, And those who died in the plague were 24,000. 24,000 Israelites died because of Israel's harlotry in Moab. Now, you go ahead to, to Numbers chapter 31. And in Numbers chapter 31, you read about God's vengeance on the Midianites. Remember, it was Moab and Midian that sent for Balaam. In verse 1 of chapter 31, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take vengeance on the Midianites for the children of Israel. Afterward, you shall be gathered to your people. So Moses spoke to the people, saying, Arm some of yourselves for war, and let them go against the Midianites to take vengeance for the Lord on Midian. You Down to verse 8, it says, They killed the kings of Midian with the rest of those who were killed, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, the five kings of Midian. Balaam, the son of Beor, they also killed with the sword. Balaam also was killed. Balaam, the son of Beor, they also killed with the sword. So Balaam is back. Why do you think he's back? Why do you think he's back in this Moab, Midian area, away from his home in Pethor and Aram? He couldn't take it. That money that honor that Balak offered, it pulled him back. And he's back there, and he suffers the same consequences as the Midianites. He's made his decision. He's back in the area. You read down verse 14 of chapter 31, but Moses was angry with the officers of the army with the captains over thousands and captains over hundreds who had come from the battle. And Moses said to them, Have you kept all the women alive? Look, these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to trespass against the Lord in the incident of Peor. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. So now we find out a little more information about that situation at Peor when the Moabite women enticed the Israelites into immorality and then into worship of their gods. The instigator, the one who gives the counsel to the enemy is Balaam. Through the counsel of Balaam to trespass against the Lord. It was Balaam's advice that brought a plague upon them that killed 24,000.
Balaam just couldn't help himself. He knows God's will. He cannot curse without God's anointing. But the honor, the money of Balak and of the princes of Moab and Midian. So what could he do? He could tell them how Yahweh Elohim works. God blessed the people. But Balaam knows that God is a just God. Look how much knowledge he has of the Lord. And if you can get them to sin, they're blessed by God. But if you can get them to sin, if you can get them to bow down to your false gods, if you can entice them into immorality with your women, God's anger and justice by his nature must come down upon them. Balaam knows that none of his prophecies, none of his sorcery will work. But if he uses his knowledge of God, and if he uses that knowledge for evil, he can help Balak to entice Israel to sin and bring down God's anger upon them. Now, he either did this right before he left, perhaps as he's saddling his donkey to go back up to Aram, Balak made one or more tries. He might have come over and said, well, if you can't curse them for me, tell me what I can do so that they can lose their God's favor. And you can see Balak uh, holding out the money as he's asking Balaam what he needs to do. Or maybe after doing what's right, after going back home, Balaam's heart just could not bear the loss of the money. And once again, he set his donkey on a path back to where he should not go and gave Balak what he needed. Whichever, the Moabites got the information from Balaam, the information they needed to trap Israel. Balaam ultimately winds up back down there in that area, and Balaam shares their faith because wickedness was found in the prophet's heart. In Joshua chapter 13, in verse 22, the children of Israel also killed with the sword Balaam, the son of Beor, the soothsayer, among those who were killed by them. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, and verse 14, the Lord Jesus warns the church of Pergamos, and he says, But I have a few things against you, because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. So out of the mouth of the Lord, we have this word about Balaam, that he taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel. He told Balak, get them to sacrifice to the idols. He told and taught Balak to have them commit sexual immorality. And think about it. Balaam is once a prophet of God, but who is he acting like now? Is he acting like God? He's taking and placing temptation in the way of the Israelites with the goal to cause them to sin against God. Now, who is that like? That's like the devil. That's like Satan. Balaam once was a prophet of God, but his heart, in his heart, he acts 
like the devil. We read the beautiful prophecy from his mouth, the prophet's words. But take careful note of the prophet's heart. Peter, in 2 Peter chapter 2, in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 15, Peter here is speaking about false teachers coming into the church. And he says in verse 15, he says, They have forsaken the right way and have gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. You see Balaam's heart. And a clear, crisp summary of what we've just read by the Apostle Peter. Balaam loves the wages of unrighteousness. That money was just too enticing. And that power was just too enticing. And so rather than playing the servant of God, he plays the servant of Satan, of Baal. Thank you for listening to the program today. It is always a joy to study God's Word. If you would like to write to us or help support the evangelical outreach of our church, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us next time for Sheer Jeshub.